My name is Essence. And I'm Renee. And welcome back to Her, Her Soul, Soul Speaks. Episode 17. 17. I think that's a thing I'm going to do every time yeah. now. <laughs> Episode. <laughs> With the hand motion that nobody can see. Don't worry. We're going to set up a camera one day. Yeah. One day, see. but not today. today. Definitely. Today is <laughs> not the day. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So I'm excited. I'm excited about too. this one. Um, Let's start off with Her Soul Sings. As always, um, I'm going to go ahead and sing my song first because it's making me laugh. And so I feel like I need to just say it. It's making me laugh that you're um, So, okay. So usually, you know, we try to think of a song that's either fresh on our minds or um, that we've been listening to a lot. And I really couldn't think of a song. So I just kind of shuffle played okay, um, sure. a playlist that I have. And one of the songs that popped up was Brighter Day by Kirk oh Franklin. And Essence didn't think that I was oh actually going to suggest this I song because didn't. this song has been out since birth. Um, but it is so I good. Like it, bump this song heavy. Yes. Like it makes me so amped. Okay. That song and My Desire. Like we used to talk about that song yeah. all the time because, you know, Fred Hammond right there. But um, yeah, Brighter Day, Kirk Franklin. Listen oh. to it if you haven't. And if you have, listen to it again it makes you happy it's it does it does exactly what it says it's gonna do it brings you a brighter day um my song is called my prayer in quotes yahweh and this is kind of like a reggae vibe um it's like an interesting sound and it's by called out music and i believe he's from the uk so check him out called out music my prayer cool writing that one down all right so the game for today it was inspired by a topic, which I'm not going to say. Okay. And if you read the title, you already know it. Okay. But if you didn't, surprise, surprise, when we announce it. All right. All right. So what you have to do is, okay, before I say anything, okay. when quarantine first hit, there was this, like, hype of, like, quarantine house, right? Like, who would you house oh, with or yes! whatever? Oh, yes. I love this. And so I'm going to do something This is a good similar, game, Except we're not going to go through, okay, Dr. Phil, uh, lady, it. blah, 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 because we can't. Like, it's just too many houses. Fair. Okay, fine. So I'm just going to choose two. Okay, so There's going to be two that you're going to be picking between. And they're all going to kind of go through a little bit of, like, a little bit of childhood, a little bit of um, no preteen life, and then you'll find out as okay. we go on. Okay. So the first house, would you like to go to the house with the Family Matters family or Full House? Oh. <laughs> Steve Urkel. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay, or, let me talk through my thought process here. So I'm thinking about like the full house family would be mm-hmm. more like my friends. Right. Like me, Stephanie, Michelle, DJ. Like we'd all be like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And then like, you know, remember Teddy, Taj Maureen? Yes. You know, like, like we all be oh my like gosh, was so playing in the backyard or whatever and like all of that. But then I'm thinking like when I think family members, family matters mm-hmm. i just think like black excellence and like you know the black family and yeah. so i feel like my identity is there like i feel like i would visit the full house house <laughs> but i'd live in the family matters fine house. that's fair <laughs> all right next one the fresh prince house fresh prince. or i don't care what your second one is go okay. ahead go ahead what is it or dr phil's house okay. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say or martin 100 um, but i know yeah you would go fresh, fresh prince. prince um good house okay um Proud family or recess? <gasps> Shout out to the 90s, oh. baby. Yeah, that sounds a bit tricky. Oh, I'm going to have to say recess. Really? No judgment, <laughs> but I mean, okay. 
Yeah. It's a classic. I feel like you can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, all right. Next one. That's so Raven. Mm-hmm. Or Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'd probably say that's so Raven because again, the identity thing. Right? I love being a viewer of Hannah Montana. Yes. Would I want my best friend to be like, you know, Double some life. girl from <laughs> Montana. No, probably not. Mm. Like, I'd like to view it, but maybe not be in it. Fair. Okay. Destiny's Child or Spice Girls. <laughs> oh, it's hitting two different little yeah, that's the eras thing. in life. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like the original, like, Spice Girls, I had the posters. Oh, and my the, goodness. The, the VHS. The tattoos. Oh, my god! I remember I would buy the bubble gum, the lollipops. Like, they Everything. went off. Their marketing the, team. Merch. Wow. The definition of merch. Yeah. The t-shirts. Yes. And the, the little rings. I don't know if you said that. Yes, yes. That, I didn't. I didn't. But I do remember the little rings. I always got baby. Yeah. Always got baby. I just want to mail. I just want to mail me one. Ginger. It's like, what's ginger? Um, <laughs> sorry, but anyways, okay. Um, you know what? I'm gonna have to choose Spice Girls. Really? I, I just feel like, ladies, if yeah, I just, okay. you know, I just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just okay. feel like Spice Girls, like it just brings back that feeling. Whereas Destiny's Child is like too advanced for me. Like it's too mm. like you know the dressing and the you know it's just too up there. Like I just want to have fun and spice okay. up my life. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, she's not a survivor. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Doug or Arthur? You know, I, oh, I, oh, okay. It's so weird. I didn't watch either of these shows a lot. Well, both of them were like, <laughs> if you saw how my smile faded just now, you guys. Wow. I watched, I watched them, but they weren't like my it shows. Really? Like I was definitely more like, hey, Arnold than Doug. Oh yes! Wow. I, okay. Never like. Okay, I liked it. I liked Terry Arnold's, but yeah, no, I, know. I was. So I'm gonna have to like say, that. was it Doug and what Arthur? Probably Arthur. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. Arthur. Yeah. Good, good choice. Either yeah. way. Okay. Let's let's get into um some you know when we go to heaven, people. Okay. Um, Noah or Daniel? <gasps> Ooh. I'm gonna have to say Daniel because mm. I want to be like. So, how scared were you when going in the, in the, in the pit? How about them lines? Yeah, <laughs> like let me know how scared were you. Maybe Daniel. Um. All right, Elijah or John the Baptist? Oh, John the Baptist, because he's just because he's John the Baptist. Because he's John the Baptist. <laughs> he's John the Baptist. Like, yeah, yeah. And he's kind of like Loki crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. And this is the very last one: Moses or Eve? Oh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah I'm gonna just have to ask you some questions you know what I mean like it's, it's not even because I want to be around her I just want to pick her brain right we just got some questions yeah Eve. well that's the game, that's the game. Okay, you guys. So today we are talking about the truth about fellowship. Fellowship. Wow, don't you I love don't a good fellowship? I always you sing like everything. Sing. <laughs> yeah. You sing everything. And that's wow. okay. Yeah. I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about fellowship. So when you hear the word, what comes to mind, Essence? I just think about going to someone's house. Right. Chilling. Right. Eating some food. Right. Just, hey, you want a fellowship? You want to get together? Mm-hmm. Um, how would you define fellowship for someone who doesn't know 
what it is. Because actually, funny, funny thing, someone came to my house a couple weeks ago and okay. we were talking about, now this is a little bit off topic, but not really. They were talking about, they were asking us, what is the fellowship? Because, you know, for oh, us. Like, okay, right. Yeah, we're like our actual church. Yeah, the church fellowship. that we're a part of is a part of a greater group of churches, yes. which we call the fellowship. Right. Um, so how would you define the fellowship? Just for maybe new converts who are listening, people who um are in our fellowship, how would you describe it? How would I describe our fellowship? The fellowship. Wow. Or okay. even sorry, even on the when we did the rally, yeah. Um, this was one of the QA questions too. Was it? That someone asked one of the pastors. Okay. Yeah. Um, how would I define the fellowship? You just think of it like a, you think of it almost like the concept of something. So like TDSV, for example, you think of it like the school, like it's like the overarching, like the big kahuna, right? And then (laughs) within that you have other schools that are within that So what district. if people don't know what TDSB is? Um, okay, what- yeah. So it's trying to do school board. So yeah. So like, it, think of it like a school board. And then from it are other schools that, you know, branched off from that school board. Um, and that's what our church kind of is. You know, we have like a mother church where it's in Tucson or Prescott, Arizona. And then from there, there were other churches that were sent out. And so we are all just kind of like this one big Happy, Happy family, family. all over the world, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. Because the cool thing about it, well, I guess I'll get into that later. I'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, but yeah, okay. So like this in particular fellowship that we're talking about is literally yeah the one that you were referring yeah. to in terms of hanging out and things like that. Yeah. And um, you know, when I first encountered the word, I was just kind of like, why do Christians have to try to like finesse everything? <laughs> like you it's know what true I mean? Like, shit, and, like fellowship. Not, yeah, like, and I understand to a certain extent, like there is a difference between just hanging out and then fellowship. Yes. But if we're going to be honest, a lot of the times we don't necessarily meet the quote unquote requirements to define True. what we do as fellowship. Cause just a while ago, like, you know, we just listed off a few things that we do and none of them involved Jesus. Like mm-hmm. though that is what brings us together. And that's yeah. why we hang out <laughs> with some of the people we hang out with that we probably wouldn't have outside of being saved and going to the same church. But yeah, like just the whole entire concept of fellowship, I think. Um, I think we kind of misuse it sometimes. Yeah, fellowship comes from the Greek word, which I know I'm going to say wrong. Um, koin, koin, let me try it again. It comes from the Greek word <laughs> koinonia, mm. uh, which means communion or fellowship. It sounds pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, also described as joint participation. Oh, gifts jointly contributed. So I guess you can say people with different gifts contributing together. So Mm -hmm. you can encourage and I can give and this person can teach us all coming together with our gifts and contributing uh, together, Mm. um, a collection or a contribution. Right. So I guess like if you were to check off those lists, are you doing these things? Would it be considered fellowship? Because Mm. the way we, I feel like these days, the way that we use the word fellowship, like you asked me, and I just well, just chilling, you yeah. know, chilling and probably some food because what's fellowship without some food? Yes. Let's be honest. Amen to that. But are <laughs> you jointly contributing your gifts? Are you mm-hmm. um, a collection of people? Are you contributing anything? Are you in communion together? Yeah. Um, we can, I guess this is kind of like maybe no right or wrong answer, but what would you think was the first fellowship or the first example in the Bible of a fellowship? First, uh, ooh, 
Hmm. Or maybe any example right? of fellowship in the Bible. I was trying to think First, about this. I, I would think like in Genesis, just because I'm thinking, you know, that's what I was Adam, thinking too. Yeah. God, you know, all the animals he had to name, and, <laughs> you know. Or you're talking about Adam and Adam felt. So yeah. I was thinking about like God, Genesis one, like God the Father, God the Son, and the mm. Holy Spirit. Or okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like my mind's gonna get blown if we ever talk about this because I was just thinking of. But then, what about before that? Like, you know, the parts that are undocumented in the Bible, like when Lucifer fell, for example. Mm. Like that's clearly he had to be chilling with somebody to fall away. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, like I, I really believe like God is the epitome of fellowship. Right. He has perfect fellowship with himself, which is why God needs nobody. Right. He don't need us, but we need him. No facts. You know, mind's blown. Yeah, but like (laughs) legit, like. God is in constant fellowship with the son. The son is right. in constant fellowship with the Holy spirit. The Holy spirit constantly gives glory back to God. Yeah. And so you, you think about like the perfect fellowship is literally the Trinity, mm. God, the father, God, the son, God, the spirit. Yes. The next thing that comes to my mind when I think of fellowship in terms of biblical examples, right. um, is the breaking of bread mm-hmm. when, you know, um, you could think about Hence the last, what? you need food. Exactly. You can talk time. about the last supper, Yes. which is, um, you know, that painting, that famous painting, like everyone wants to put up, like that was fellowship as daunting as it was God being like, sorry, Jesus being like, my body will be broken and drink, drink my blood and all of that stuff. When we participate in communion at church, Mm -hmm. some churches do it once a year, two times every Sunday, if you're Catholic, um, communion is, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) communion is also an example of fellowship as well. So really and truly, I guess, Real fellowship is one that, number one, is a gathering of people. You can't fellowship by yourself. Right. Can't do church alone. Hebrews 10.25, get at me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also involves God. Yes. I think you have people, you have God. You know, if you want food, that's fine. That's right. Fine. But it, it has to involve a multitude of believers can, um, together. It has yeah. to in- involve God. And I guess if you want to go off the kind of examples that I read before, it should be really those believers having, you know, who are all Christians or all God-centered contributing something together, Mm -hmm. sharing together. That's kind of what I think the real three-part, that's the recipe for fellowship. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reminds me of something that, um, you know, when we used to have Barnabas House, for example, um, what made it um, effective was just the fact that you can come together, you know, you discuss the things of God, you're, yes, you're hanging out together, but you know, you're just keeping God in the in the center. You're allowing people to um, speak into your life. And you know what I mean? Just discuss different things. And I think that's an important aspect of Christian living in general. It's like once you get amongst other believers, you know, that's something that should come off your lips. You know what I mean? I think you should be speaking of the things of God because it's where else are you going to get the opportunity? You can talk about absolutely nothing and everything else with anyone else. So how do you start? Like, let's say I'm kind of jumping here, but like, let's say you're at a fellowship. Mm-hmm. So you're at, you're in a place gathered with other believers. Right. Okay. Turning that from a hangout to a fellowship, how would you go about that? Well, that's the thing. I think it's also a mindset because even your question was how do you turn that into as opposed to why doesn't it begin that way? Why isn't it just like an attitude? Like, okay, yeah, like come over you guys. Um, yeah, there'll be food. And like, we're just going to talk about things of God. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be announced that way, but I think, um, it, it naturally 
happens. And a lot of times, anytime I'm ever talking about the things of God with other people, it's not because it was like, okay, well, this is a woman's Bible study or right, a, a meet right. of, you know what I mean? Like something just, planned. Like, it's just, yeah, it just happens. Like, oh, like, okay. So what do you guys think of the sermon? Okay. When he said this, like, does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Like, did it, or it just kind of like, it's an overflow. It's whatever you have on your heart, whatever you want to talk about, you're going to talk about. So I think that sometimes when you get into groups, um, with certain people, if you never want to, you never feel compelled to, even if it's in you, but for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem like it's a natural thing where it ever happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's something to, to maybe like, on. yeah, to like just question about yourself or even the people that you're hanging out with. I was at a fellowship, a fellowship, because I just oh, used the oh, word. Yeah, yeah I just, well, I'm just going to use the word out yeah. here. I was gathered with other, amongst other <laughs> Christians in one area and the other day, and one one person, actually a newer convert said, well, look at all the guys over there lifting each other up and edifying one another. We're not doing that. Mm. And it was us girls and whatever. And I noticed a lot of the times when we get together, the guys will be off to the side. Sometimes they're talking about the things of God. Sometimes they're talking about basketball and sports. Let's be honest, right? But most of the times the guys will be the ones talking about the Bible and biblical concepts and the girls will be like, let's play a game or, you know, let's do this. And I wonder to myself, like, why does that happen? I think the reason, the main reason that happens is because we're naturally, I don't know. This is my own theory. I think <laughs> girls are just naturally a little more social than guys. We talk more just in general. We're just talkers. So we just talk. Whereas I feel like for guys, for some guys, it's not as natural to just like talk about random stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. They almost need a topic or they need right. a question to be posed and then they'll kind of talk. You right. know, guys are a little more, have that hard shell on the outside. Um, and so that's why I feel like, well, a neutral ground is the Bible. Everyone mm-hmm. can kind of contribute something no matter where you are in your walk or, yeah. you know, whatever, um, how long you've been saved or whatever. So I feel like maybe it comes down to taking what you like. So things that you like talk that you like to talk about, or even the fact that you like talking and kind of just try and steer the conversation yeah. or just ask people, Hey, what are you guys reading in the Bible? Yeah. You know, just those kind of concepts and it can kind of yeah. go from there. The one question that I asked at that gathering of believers uh, <laughs> was who was one person that impacted your salvation mm. and that kind of just whatever it just snowballed became, yeah but it doesn't always have to be like so what did you think about genesis one like you yeah. know it doesn't have to be something that maybe people feel uncomfortable talking yeah. about it could just be anything just about natural con- yeah. and i think that's really good and i also think that it's important too to like you were kind of saying like just to be intentional about it just knowing that Maybe this is something as women that we're lacking in gatherings um, that we need to, you know what I mean? Like ensure that we're, we're having that happen. Cause I think it's important. And you also have to, you have to set the tone. I think that for a new convert, they're jumping into whatever the situation is. And if it's never discussed, they might have their questions and they might ask those questions, you know, maybe one-on-one, but if they constantly see conversations taking place amongst women, the Bible, things of God are never brought up, it's, they're going to be a little bit more reluctant to bringing it up. And then they might just go to that one brother or go to pastor or whatever the case is. So I think it's important, you know, ladies listening, like you have to do that um, within your circle. You know, you have to cultivate that spirit. You have to change the dynamics of your friend groups if they aren't currently in a place where you feel like you can openly 
share and discuss the things um, of God without it being structured. You know what I mean? I think that's something I definitely need to work on. I just like to talk for talking sake. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk to people. I want to, I like asking people about themselves. So I'll always be like, so what are you having for dinner? So where are you going? How are your siblings? Just yeah, random yeah, yeah. stuff. But like at the end of the day, I'm building relationship, but am I building you up in your spirit? Yes. And if I'm not, then it's kind of like, well, Essence is a nice person, but that's the end. Right. You know, so I think that's something that I personally know that I need to work on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking at the five, um, I guess you can say, um, things about fellowship or the five um, things that can, how do I want to word it? Like the way fellowship can um, benefit you. Okay. Okay. So five ways that fellowship can benefit a believer. Wait, Wait. before I get into that, <laughs> before I get into that, what would you say to someone who doesn't like to fellowship? They don't like to be around other believers or they're introverted or shy. Before I go into the benefits of it. Okay. Being introverted and shy is not a good excuse. Um, so if that's you, cut that out because this is an introvert <laughs> speaking. Cut that out. Stop that. So, um, but if you do not like to fellowship, then I'm questioning how much you like to be obedient to God. Because that is something that he, um, he calls us to. He calls us to be amongst other people, you know, like the scripture you were talking about, don't forsake the gathering. And I think it's important for you to get information from other people, to glean from other people, to be able to, um, you know, just converse with other believers about the things of God. It's going to stir you. It should stir you and edify you in different ways. And there are times where you aren't going to be speaking about the things of God directly, but other people's spirit um, can just get on you just in terms of you know, joy that people might have, um, you know, sharing of their own testimonies of how things have changed within their lives. Like, you know what I mean? There's just so many things that you can benefit from just by being amongst them. And the scripture, um, you know, in the gospels, they were asking Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? They kept trying to trap Jesus for absolutely (laughs) no reason. You know, they're trying to trap the man. Listen, he is the Messiah. Let it go. Leave him alone. (laughs) But they, they were asking him, so what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, the greatest commandment is love the Lord, your God, and equally love others, love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Those are the two greatest commandments. And how can you love your neighbor if you're never with them? And how can you love your neighbor (laughs) if you ain't around a neighbor? If you're living on a farm out in, I'm joking. (laughs) But like you have, in order to love your neighbor, you You need to to be be around some neighbors, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean every single Sunday or every single week or even every single month, you're going to be in a large fellowship with a lot yeah. of people. If that makes you feel uncomfortable, you want to be a productive you. But at the same point in time, you can't serve God alone. You can't serve God by yourself. And right. that's why when Jesus was out there, he was constantly ministering to people. There were thousands of people yeah. following him around. And he and even in the Bible, it says he was moved with compassion for these people. Yes. And that's the kind of heart that we need to have. So Amen. here are the five benefits of fellowship. Number one, relationship. Yes. What would you say about that? You you kind of touched on it already, but mm-hmm. relationship and when you fellowship, that's what you get out of yeah, it. Yeah, you get to grow in relationship with people simply based on who Jesus is for them and in their lives and how they're moving, um, how he's moving rather in their lives. There might be people that you're friends with um, or have a good relationship with um, based on your common interests. Um, but there are, there's something about hearing someone else that you might not necessarily have a whole bunch of things in common. Um, just talk about the things of God and some things just sparks. You're just, you know what I mean? Like your hearts are knitted towards that person. And I, I personally think it's very, very important to just hear other Christians speak. (laughs) Um, the next one is accountability and trust. Mm. What do you say about that? 
um, accountability and <laughs> like, I think about it like this, like to just break it down to bare bones, like the real, the number one thing is relationship mm-hmm. within that relationship. You build accountability yes. and trust, right? So if you're not around people, they don't really know you, they don't know anything about you. Yeah. They don't know what you're struggling with. You don't know what they're struggling with. So that deeper level of your relationship can't be cultivated if you're not around them, yeah. if you're not constantly spending time with them. So once you're around people, maybe you notice, hey, this person's a little bit off today or a little yeah. bit down. Hey, you're good. Honestly, man, I just lost my job and you know, yes. blah, blah, blah. That person can pray for you. That person, you've bared a burden with them. And so yeah. now, you know, there's just that relationship there or maybe someone is talking about something in the fellowship that's a little off, you know, maybe inappropriate or not biblical and you can redirect them and you can form your character can be formed. That's true. In that time. I like that. The next one is community. Hmm. Listen, the big part about fellowship, especially if you're a new believer is to get around people who believe the same thing as you. Like, what would you say about that? I think community is huge. I remember uh, when I was younger, I grew up, in like an apartment complex area whatever and um i would go outside all the time me and my brother and my sister as well like we would just go outside but there was never any worry amongst my parents unless like they turn off those lights (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) but for the most part like we were good like we never had to go out with my mom and dad or whatever like we can just go because they just trusted the people in our neighborhood um a lady in the building across from ours um used to babysit me and um like me and my brother or whatever and i just remember just feeling like like this is like my this is my family yeah, like everybody exactly. like oh yeah oh yeah that's a lady from 112 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like do you know what i mean <laughs> like and i just feel like there's just a sense of peace and there was a sense of comfort um and just like you're saying trust accountability like what you doing outside you know you need to go outside your mom's gonna be looking for you yes like, you know what i mean like oh look she left her skateboard over there like at the yeah there's just that sense of community and that's you're exactly knit. that's exactly like, what yeah, church like you- and, and fellowshipping with people does, you know what I mean? It gives you that same sense of peace and comfort and just having those people who are looking out for you. You can look out for others. It's just, it's perfect, really. And then the last two are prayer and ministry. Mm. I think prayer is pretty self-explanatory. self-explanatory. Like yeah. bearing burdens, praying for one another, encouraging yeah. other. We should be praying at fellowships more. Like, I mean, for me anyways, the ones that I go to, like we should be engaging in more, um, you know, productive biblical fellowship yeah. right um but again like someone can be like hey like i just have a sore back you have me lay hands on you brother yeah. and just pray for you yeah and then i think the the one that sticks out to me the most here is ministry mm-hmm. for the sense of what i was saying earlier in terms of sharing your gifts yes right ministering to other people like some people think that you can't minister to somebody if you don't sing mm-hmm. or if you're not a pastor yeah you know like what are some ways that people can minister at a fellowship um, I think they're just a testimony of giving. Mm. Some people always come to the fellowship with True. something in their hands and you can just see that person's heart. Um, you can see that they're always willing to give and the, the desire is not to just come and receive, but you know what I mean? Like they have that, um, uh, yeah, they just have that fruit of the spirit. You know what I yeah, mean? Sure. Um, to just be willing to give, um, what else? I don't know. Encouragement. 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 There's always a good one. You know, a hand a handful of people that are always encouraging people at yeah. fellowships. Or maybe even um teaching. Driving people to fellowships. Oh, driving people them. to fellowships. That's true. That's a good one. Sometimes people would um have seen people do that and they're not even going themselves. Yeah. Like it's not even for them. Let's just say it's just for sure. newcomers or whatever, but they're willing to just drive um other people there. 
um yeah opening your home is another um and i think too sometimes maybe you're able to discover like your gift at Mm -hmm. a fellowship by going and maybe you're the one who is the organizer you know you're the one who is the cook you're the one who you know plays with the kids all of a sudden you knew you found out you're good with kids now you know or you're the one who um is always teaching someone about something you learned in the bible or yeah i think that there's a lot of um things that you can discover about yourself too Mm -hmm. it's beneficial for everybody involved you know what i mean the people who are attending and the people who you know are going i think um yeah there's so many reference points that i can think of that um i felt like kind of helped shape me as a christian and it was outside of the church in someone's home like do you have any that you can think of like i remember this fellowship or you know what i mean like i feel like it's good to have those i do i have like there's fellowships like like come up in my mind you know the one in my mom's basement yes (laughs) Yes, where we were playing catchphrase. That was bad. That that fellowship, I think, I don't know where my mom was. I think she was out of town or something like that. But I just remember being a young believer and inviting like 10 of my friends over pre-COVID good days. Yeah, it was literally like 30 though. Like we were like, yeah, (laughs) we were all in my basement, like my friends. And we were just playing catchphrase. We were just like so many jokes. Like, yes, there's just certain fellowships, certain times where you can pinpoint like that. That was like what? 10 years ago like yeah, i don't know there's a, a long, long time ago. i was not courting i was not engaged i was not married yeah. so that must have been a long like yeah, at least yeah 10 years ago yeah and i just remember being like man this that was fun at the end yeah. but i think in that fellowship okay did we pray probably just over the food did yeah. we minister to each other probably in indirectly in, like yeah in small conversations and for i sure. think did we encourage each other yeah did we leave like closer to each other with more trust yeah you yeah. know so i think there's twofold. Like sometimes you can have very pointed fellowships where it's going to be about yes. this topic, but sometimes it's just good to like not overthink it. Grab two of your, two of your friends or maybe even people you're not close to yeah. and just hang out and maybe have some talking points in your head. Like, yeah, yeah I'm like going to ask about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to ask about this and turn it into a fellowship. Yes. Because- and there's people that you can even um, find out more about that will help you be able to have like that genuine fellowship with. Cause sometimes you literally are just going there, like just to hang out and play yeah, games. Yeah. But then you learn about somebody else and then yeah. you're like, yo, that was so funny that that, what that person said. Like, it's true. I like that. Like I remember going to a fellowship when I was a new convert and at the time it was a woman's home oh. and um, they were getting, I feel like they were getting ready to move. So it was like the last hurrah for that woman's home. And I remember the women who lived there, and just the people that ended up going, like, I wasn't necessarily close to anybody because I was new. But I just remember, like, while we were playing a game, I remember thinking, like, oh, my goodness. Like, during one of the games, <laughs> there's this one in particular lady who, like, did something that was just so fried. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, like, basically, she was given the task to describe the word glass, glasses, or whatever. And instead of, like, just, like, talking about the, like, motioning to the glasses that people wear on their face, she, like, walked to, like, a glass <laughs> door. Oh, my God. And it was, it didn't end well, Um, but it just made me like, look at her differently. And I was just thinking like, yo, she's so funny. And then like fast forward, like, like as the years went by, like we got closer, we ended up, you know what I mean? Like just being able to talk for her to be able to minister and speak into my life because she was older than me spiritually and like of age. And it was just, it's one of those things where like, I remember her specifically though first encounter at that fellowship because people will feel a little more comfortable you might get to see people's personalities Mm -hmm. more when they're just in a house you know or you're they're just chilling you guys are just in a park you're not necessarily sitting in church in your church clothes and whatever um okay and this is random question off the top of my head how can you encourage fellowship during covid 
Okay, so that's a very good question. And I was actually thinking of asking Were that you? too. So I'm glad that you asked it. Um, you can definitely encourage fellowship during COVID because you just have a restraint mm. in terms of the numbers. It doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have right. a fellowship. Um, I think if anything, it helps you be more intentional um, with how to go about that because you can say, okay, I'm going to choose this person. They've been safe for a little bit. Um, you know, they're a bit older. This person's a bit new. This person's been coming for a while. This person I haven't really seen at a fellowship. It'll be good if this person connects to this person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's a good in sense that you can, yeah, you can orchestrate. Yeah. Because um, you can only have like groups. 10 people or exactly, whatever. Exactly, because you're limited in that way. Um, but I will say that knowing that it's COVID, um, it's still important to abide by the rules yeah. of the city that you live in because we do want to, you know, stop the spread, obviously. And I just think it will also go to show um, that despite this pandemic, you can't stop what God's doing. A hundred percent. So still be that person that's willing to open up your home to have people over, to go to other fellowships. You know what I mean? I think 100%. That's, that's important to see, but. I know, like, you? during COVID, we did, um like, Zoom classes, right. like, Zoom cooking classes. Oh, I don't know goodness. whose idea that was, but shout out to you. Yeah. Because we learned how to make, like, so many things. So many baked goods and homemade tortillas and jerk chicken and yes. all of that kind of stuff. And I just remember thinking, that's something we never would have thought of or done. Yeah. If not for COVID. It's true. And so I think, like, even if maybe, and especially maybe, especially maybe, that was an interesting <laughs> sentence. Especially if you're somebody who is shy and mm-hmm. you know whatever maybe doing like a zoom fellowship where you can do like biblical games or um trivia bible trivia yeah. or you can do zoom cooking classes or something like that which is a little more intimate less intimidating yeah. or you know you can plan for it ahead of time and so maybe a little bit more predictable yeah something like that i think could be really fun so don't let covid stop you from that kind of fellowship either. Yeah. I think that COVID actually encouraged people to think outside the box and be a little bit more creative with how they went about things. Cause I remember attending um, a zoom class slash discussion on like tips in terms of outreaching, not outreaching, um, but following up. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so good. And the group That's of smart. people that came probably wouldn't have all been able to come together on a regular day but like exactly. because of COVID it helped there was another one where it was a pastor's wife from the UK who mm-hmm. only see during conference so you know what I mean True. It's just connecting like with people you never would have across even the glo- across the fellowship yeah. so um <laughs> yeah like things like that I think there's a lot of a lot of things that we can do and I think COVID kind of opened up a door for that so I hope that you enjoyed um just that conversation regarding fellowship and that you're encouraged to um have more fellowships be a part of fellowships and not let COVID stop you um and as always we thank you guys so much for listening catch us on Instagram at Her Soul Speaks Podcast and wherever you like to listen to podcasts Apple Spotify etc and we will catch you guys next time bye See ya.